You probably already know who Elon Musk is. Billionaire, engineer, called a visionary and a genius of our times. You probably have not heard of Neuralink, which is one of his many companies. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, then Neuralink falls in a field of technology called neurotech or neurotechnology. This involves technology that interfaces or is implanted into the brain. And so the idea of Neuralink is to build some implantable neural devices uh, that can be implanted into the human brain that can treat a number of diseases, including uh, paralysis, neurodegenerative diseases, and the like. So Elon Musk started Neuralink, uh, I believe it was 2017. And they have since had one or two... I think one demo that was recently happening within the last year and very little information released about the company outside of that. What we do know is that, of course, the technology, the neurotech is meant to treat human diseases. So the plans to use this in humans. And we know that it is it will be surgically implanted into the brain using a bunch of microelectrodes that are inserted either manually or eventually the idea is to have it inserted robotically so that they have good precision and um, during the surgery and also so that no human has to implant a thousand microelectrodes by hand. So let's take a step back and talk about what the neurotech is and what's the point of even having this. There are many ways to treat diseases. Why do we need neurotech to, uh, in today's world? Why do we care? Why do we need it in the future? Uh, there are for, for the one reason is that there are a large group of neurodegenerative disorders such as Parkinson's, for example, where the cause of them is either genetic or is not well known. It seems to come out of nowhere. Uh, what does happen is that since they are neurodegenerative, meaning the nervous system degenerates over time, it leads to loss uh, of motor function and loss of cognitive function over time and eventually leads, unfortunately, to death. So in order to learn more about these technologies, sorry, in order to learn more about these diseases, the technologies that exist today to gain an understanding on them are quite limited because to understand the progression of such diseases, we need to understand how the brain works and the technologies to understand the brain exist but not to the scale that we want the brain is super super complicated uh, if to come think, think about the heart for example we understand the heart very well as an organ there are four different chambers there's blood vessels here it's a muscle that pumps blood there there you you could you could even measure the electrical activity that comes from this pumping you could you could think of you can essentially compare a heart to a pump Similarly, you can con you could compare the liver or the kidneys to a filter. We have analogs for all of these things. But what does a brain, what can you compare a brain to? A computer? Maybe, but it's not, it's not like any computer we can ever program because the memory density of a brain is much more than, the, uh, than a computer. Well, the memory, I don't, I'm, not, I'm actually not sure about the memory density of the brain compared to the computer, but I will say the memory is stored and done differently because the brain changes over time it evolves like there's this talk about the brain being plastic that just means that it can change its 
it's going to change like how it operates over time. It's not a solid, it's not a solid static thing. Uh, that's due to all these neurons, you know, billions of neurons in the brain that can wire themselves and rewire themselves differently in patterns that make no sense to us. But our body does this so that we can think, so that we know when to run away, so we know when to go forward, so when we want to have sex or we don't want to have sex, and things like this. Everything, every decision we make, every observation we make comes from the brain, comes from this one organ in our skull. It's an immensely complicated thing that we have yet to understand in terms of in physiological terms. So we, of course, want to make better technologies to understand that. And so that's interesting from a science perspective, but then also from a disease perspective and medical perspective, understanding the brain helps us understand how to keep the brain healthy. Neuralink is actually not what this podcast episode is about, despite I've talked about it for six minutes. Neuralink is Elon Musk's company, and this, is, this podcast will actually be about another company called Synchron. So Synchron is a lesser-known company, um, uh, was lesser-known, at least until recently, where they just closed a $40 million funding round to also develop neurotech. Um, and not only did they close a $40 million round, but they also have been approved by the FDA to use their neurotech in human trials. This is something that Neuralink has not done. Neuralink has received $360 million in funding, nine times the amount of funding as uh, Synchron. But this is not surprising. Elon Musk draws money from investors wherever he goes, right? Like if he starts a new company, he says, I want to do this. People will throw money at him. Um, so this is not didn't say necessarily that Neuralink is doing something better. As we see, Synchron will be one of the first companies that goes to human trials, clinical trials with their neurotech technology. And there's something else that's very interesting about Synchron when you compare it against Neuralink is that uh, Neuralink is still planning to surgically implant their uh, their neurotech into the brain of a human in the future. Right now, it's, it's been tested on pigs. We saw this in the demo that happened within the last year. And while that can be successful, it's actually quite a roadblock for that technology because let's say you want to measure a specific part of the brain. Well, if you have to surgically implant the the implant, then you can't go too deep into the brain. Otherwise, you risk damaging it too much. The The probe or whatever you're implanting can't be too big because otherwise you risk damaging the brain way too much. And overall, your system can't be too complicated and too cumbersome, like heavy. You have to think about the size of it and the weight of it and all these other things. And it needs to fit on the patients with in or on the patient's skull because we don't want to risk damaging the brain or the subject too much. Everything is limited by health, right? Like the health of the subject, that's what matters. And so what Synchron is doing is actually a bit differently. All, everything I've mentioned so far has already been known in research. Neuralink is not the first to do any of this. Excuse the jet if you hear that jet flying over in the background. I have some flight exercises happening over me. But anyway, nothing Neuralink has done from what I've seen so far is new. Um, and this is not to say that there's not innovation going on there. It's just not very clear what the innovation is to the general public yet. Everything I've mentioned about neurotechnology so far has been 
done in research over the past I would say like at least the past like two decades um, there's a lot of work coming out of for example Robert Kennedy's group and Professor Robert Kennedy's group in the University of Michigan where they are experimenting with new ways to make these probes smaller new ways of building and fabricating these probes that could be implanted into the brain and there's many many other groups who are working on different fabrication procedures and also have been doing tests on mice and other mammals so Neuralink itself has all this funding no particular progress that's been known to the general public outside of having a monkey play a video game which is cool but is it groundbreaking it's hard to say at this point really that's my personal opinion but the thing interesting about synchron is that they are instead of surgically implanting the probe they're actually having the probe navigate to the brain through the bloodstream and so it's a less much less invasive procedure than surgery they can inject their technology into your bloodstream and it and then using their proprietary procedure get it make sure it gets to the right spot in the brain so this makes a lot of sense that the blood the blood vessels go throughout the brain your brain needs blood like almost every other organ in your body and they're able to do this uh with the with the research and development they've had so far and so now the fda has approved them for clinical trials and on top of that they have their series b funding of 40 million dollars to perform those trials so this is pretty exciting for a company that has now been now being called a rival of Neuralink and that seemingly came out of nowhere um, it's it's quite a bit of a David and Goliath type of situation so it'll be very interesting to follow these going forward I'm hoping that competition is always welcome in my book I think this is very good I think it's very good for um, uh, the field of engineering and technology especially with smaller companies in the R&D side um, to help push the technology frontier forward, having multiple companies who are coming, private companies who are coming in to try to achieve the same thing, but maybe going at it about different ways. We've seen we've seen similar things with Elon Musk's other companies, for example. SpaceX wants to privatize space travel, and then we saw other companies like Blue Origin and um, and Richard Branson's company, Virgin Galactic, coming in and doing the same thing. Um, so it seems like very, and maybe this is good either way, regardless of the outcome, right? Maybe even though Elon Musk is the first to try to privatize something, or to try to build a company, a huge company rather, around a specific technology, maybe he's not the one to finish that technology first. Maybe someone else is. Then maybe his way of being a visionary in this field, in this particular field of neuro tech is to provide the spark that others will follow he provides the spark and then maybe someone else will keep the fire alive so that's just my thoughts uh, either way very excited to see some competition in this relatively young space of technology and i'll be keeping a close eye on it my name is ari this is nano junkie and i thank you for tuning in